Luke 22, verse 54. Before the sun rises this morning, I thought this would be a good reminder for us. Luke 22, verse 54. Everybody online with me? Luke 22, verse 54 in the ESV version. Remember what happened last night, just kind of bringing us up to speed in the timeline for this weekend. And they seized him and led him away, bringing him to the high priest of the house. And Peter followed at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man was also with him. And he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You're also one of them. Peter said, man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted saying, certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Now this is out of all four of the gospels. This is the only one where I found where it says this. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, and how he said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out, and he wept bitterly. I think in this morning, especially in this weekend, this is a good remembrance of where we are in the timeline. As happy as Easter is, because we know what's coming, this is a moment where Peter wasn't very happy. Just remember, just not but a couple of hours, you know, seems like ago that Peter was saying, I'm going to die with you. I would never deny you. And yet. So as Joe comes up and opens up in prayer, I just wanted to remind us where we are, uh, even before the sun rises this morning. So, Joe. I've been given the badge of honor. It is my time to speak. <laughs> hey, guys. Good to see you this morning. Let's pray. Father, as we, um, over this weekend... As we remember your suffering, the horrible, unthinkable suffering that you took for us, for our sins, that that punishment was put on you, we can't think of a greater love that you would sacrifice your life for us and then offer in return to anyone who believes in you the gift of eternal life. It's so high and lofty, eternal life, to even try to, try to comprehend that. It's so difficult. So thank you so much for paying the price that no one else could, for doing what no one else could, and loving us as no one else can. Love you, and we just pray that you bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. So good to see everybody here. I've been a part of Ironman for, uh, I think it's about five years that we've been here. Aren't we in our fifth year now? 2021? My wife actually met David before I did, and then um, we had conversations and started meeting as a, a group of teaching fellows, and as David was brave enough to answer the call that God gave him to take this out of his living room and to go public with it, there was a lot of prayer. There was a lot of preparation, and we never know what God actually has in store, you know, when he gives us those little glimpses, and it's always encouraging as you see the fruit of that, those efforts. I know he thanks God for each and every one of you. I know I do. And uh, many of the guys that are here are so very thankful for you. Um, I have uh, an opening passage. It's just two verses in John 11. This was just shortly before this time that we're remembering now is Good Friday. Jesus is with uh, his second family, Martha and Mary. I don't know. You probably remember the guy, the brother, right? What's his name? Lazarus. 
Yeah, Lazarus, yeah. So he's dead and stinky in a tomb, right? He's rotting already. Jesus is having a conversation with Mary. And in John 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who's coming into the world. Those are mighty big words. And that's a sermon right there. (laughs) But that's not what I'm exactly going to be talking about this particular passage. But the fact that people did know and believe that Jesus was indeed the Christ. That's the Greek word for Messiah, which was also used in Jesus's time. That's the Hebrew word for the promised one, the one who would come, who had been promised for thousands of years, all the way from Genesis 3 is the first messianic prophecy. And through every book in the Bible, through the Old Testament, there are actually over 300 messianic prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in the time that he walked the earth. Things that he had no direct control over that were done to him, like even the gambling for his clothes. Did you know that was actually a messianic prophecy? That he would be pierced? And I'm not going to go through all those because that's up to one of my other brothers to talk about the scriptures that talk about who is Jesus God. What my job is to talk about what Jesus said. And, you know, there's a a saying that actions speak louder than words, right? You familiar with that? Okay. So know that what I gave you as a lovely parting gift is uh, 37 recorded miracles of Jesus in chronological order and where they appear in the Bible. Now, we're not going to go over those right now, and I didn't mean to distract you by throwing something else at you. Don't read it, please, because I want you to pay attention to what I have because I only have seven minutes left. In my life experiences, I've learned that not only is Jesus real, but so is Satan. I've had encounters with witches, the demon-possessed, and things of a spiritual nature that can't be explained any other way. Both prior to getting saved and since then. I've also experienced the power of Jesus and know that he is more powerful than anything on this earth. Amen? God is love and he is truth and he cannot lie. Once I embraced that truth, it was much easier for me to understand and believe that the Bible is filled with truth. If you're looking for the truth, read the Gospel of John. It's a great place to start. I'm going to give you three passages in John right now. John 3, 11. Now, these are Jesus' words, okay? 3, 11 through 15 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. Why do you think Jesus is talking in the plural sense? Because he's not just talking about himself. He's talking about the Trinity. Just as it says... In Genesis, let us make man in our image. There's a plurality there. Now, that was written by the Jews, the Hebrews, thousands of years before Christ. That's not a mistake. It's Elohim is the word. And yeah, I'm throwing a little Hebrew at you at the moment. But yeah, so understand that there is a plurality in God. And that is the big confusing part for some religions who say, because God is one, meaning they think it's one person, when in fact God can be in different forms. And he is. Just as we are, Mike shared this with me, I'm going to use it, we're body, soul, and spirit. There's a trinity there as well. And so is God. He has the body that you see, right, in Jesus, who is manifested fully man. That's why he used the term, his favorite term was son of man, 
for that reason. It was, there was a double entendre there. See, he couldn't just go out and say, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah, because they would have killed him a whole lot earlier than the three and a half years of public ministry that he had. So it was a roundabout way of doing this. Anyway, let me continue. If I had told you earthly things, he's talking to Nick at night. I don't know if you remember that in John 3. Some of you guys got that little joke. Thank you. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Those are mighty bold words. And this is to the leader of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, who's having this conversation with Jesus. And the more famous part is what you know, verse 16, that comes after that, right? John 3, 16. Anybody ever watch football with the guy with the clown, the rainbow wig and the sign? Yeah, okay. So here's John 4, 23. But the hour is coming. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman, this is the Samaritan woman at the well. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Now see... This is, a, a, again, a, a very bold statement. He's very select in who he reveals this to, in what circumstances, and so that it doesn't backfire too quickly. But he said it right there. Now, for those who study the Old Testament, for the Jews who don't call it old, but they just call it the, the Holy Scriptures, this was the revealed one, the Messiah, who was promised to come and to be the deliverer. As I mentioned, all the way back in Genesis even. The final passage is John 8, 54 and 59. Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do not know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So again, this is one of those instances where he knows exactly what he's saying. Well, he always did. But where he specifically said, he's using God's title, I am. And that's why the Jews wanted to kill him. If you recall the whole process of the trials, the Jews said that he compared himself to God. That's why we want him dead. But see, the problem was, he really was. And he really did. And he fulfilled everything that he said he would. He prophesied over himself as much as he prophesied over others. Like he said, just like the, Moses lifted up the serpent, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. I mean, <laughs> if you see the picture, it's uh, bronze snakes on a pole. It's a giant cross that is lifted up. And so the, the remarkable thing is that nobody else could do what Jesus did. The timing for where he was, they knew to the day. That's why we celebrated Palm Sunday. See, he didn't say, go throw a party for me. He said, go get a donkey for me. Because there's the prophecy in Zechariah that the king, meaning capital K, would come riding in on a donkey because he is the prince of peace. The next time he comes, 
and this is also scriptural, he's going to be riding what? Do you know? He's going to be riding a white horse. Right. In the book of Revelation, we see that. And that's the king that's going to have victory over, you know, read the last book. It's really great. All right. So I got to wrap up now. I want you to know this. If you're looking for a book to read, one of the best books that has shaped my faith is called The Search for Messiah. And it is written to Jews and it's written to agnostics. That's people without knowledge. They don't know if God's really God or not. If you yourself want some answers, or if you know somebody that fits into those categories, I can't recommend it enough because it explains two things. One, either, as we heard just last week, Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord, okay? You got to make your choice. And then based on the information provided, the historical information that all the evidence that's in this book, you have to decide what are you going to do with that information? Because it's overwhelming, the truth is, Jesus is who he said he is. There's many different religions in the world. The difference between Christianity and all the other religions is that they're based on what a person does in order to deserve eternal life. Christianity is based on what Jesus did and believing that he paid the price for our sins. Jesus is the only person who has lived up to his prophecies and fulfilled over 300 prophecies from the Old Testament. If you search with all your heart, you'll find the truth. Remember this, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thanks for your time, guys. Nice job, buddy. Thanks. Good job, Joe. The questions, how, what, can, how, what, can. So table captains, you guys all have the questions, right? Yes? Yes, yes, how, what, can. Man, I see some new faces at the young guy table. Yeah, it's growing. Nice. Welcome, guys. Anybody first-timer at that table? Nice. Welcome. Nice to have you. All right, if you are a first-timer, come see me real quick before the table captains get started. Real quick, first-timers, come up and see me. All right, got a cool handshake to give you. <laughs>